0: In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints of God, Fifty days after the Lord rescued His people from bondage in Egypt, they came to the, to the base of Mount Sinai, and they found that mountain covered in fire and in clouds, and they were given the command that no one should set a foot upon it. And God spoke to them from the fire and the pillar of cloud, and he gave them the Ten Commandments. And this is the origin of the Old Testament feast of Pentecost, 50 days after Passover. But this is not what we are celebrating today. 50 days after our Lord Jesus rose from the grave, conquering sin and death and the devil that His disciples were huddled together in an upper room, fearing their lives, and our ascended Lord Jesus sent to them His promised Holy Spirit, and He came. He came to the disciples. He rested above them in the shape of a tongue of fire, and they preached. In every language their preaching was heard, the death and resurrection of Jesus, and repentance and the forgiveness of sins. Peter stood up that day and he preached with boldness, without fear. He called sin, sin, and he called Jesus the Savior of sinners. And that day, 3,000 people were baptized. That is what we celebrate today. The coming of the Holy Spirit. Some people have called this, Pentecost that is, the birthday of the church. I don't like that too much because it implies that there wasn't a church yet. That in the temple of the Old Testament or in the homes of the Lord's Old Testament people or in the ark with Noah or in the garden or wherever the Lord's people were gathered around his word, in the Old Testament the church was there. In fact, the Holy Spirit was there creating faith and forgiving sins where the word was preached. But there is something quite wonderful happening at Pentecost, and it is good, very good and salutary, to connect Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit, to the church, to the life of the church of the New Testament. In fact, we can say with confidence that the work of the Holy Spirit is to build the church. That is why he is sent By the risen and ascending Lord Jesus. That's what he's sent to do. And in fact, it might be enough for us to to say that. That the Holy Spirit builds the church. Because most of the talk about the Holy Spirit these days is anti-church. Completely individualistic. The Holy Spirit is in the minds of many Christians like some sort of internal taser or shock machine. Zap! And you've got the Holy Spirit. And you know that you have the Holy Spirit because nobody around you has any idea what you're doing or what you're saying. You're shaking on the floor or you're speaking in tongues or you're acting completely impulsively against your better judgments. And that's supposed to be proof that the Holy Spirit is present. Wrong! The presence of the Holy Spirit is known by the preaching of the Word. This was true in the Old Testament. It was true on Pentecost in the New Testament. It is true today. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. And by His Word, the Holy Spirit builds the church. We consider this, for example, in the Creed, the Apostles' Creed. The the, the third article of the Creed tells a story We just said it together. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. But it's not as if this is six independent statements, six independent things that we believe in. they go together. Like this. I believe in the Holy Spirit who builds and sustains the Holy Christian Church. This church is nothing else and nothing other than the communion of saints. And saints are made saints by the forgiveness of sins which the Holy Spirit delivers in His church. Because our sins are forgiven, we have the sure hope that the Holy Spirit will give us the gifts of the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. So the Holy Spirit is forgiving sins. And building the church and keeping us in His promise until we reach eternity. The Holy Spirit builds the church. But we can say even more this morning. We want in the Lord's church to avoid abstractions at all costs. We want to, we want to close the gap between the Word of God and us, lest the devil ha- have a little hole to sneak his head in there and do his work. So instead of saying that the Holy Spirit builds the church, I think we should go all the way and say this. The Holy Spirit builds this church. This one. Right here. Hope Lutheran Church. Aurora, Colorado. Now, this does not mean, of course, that the Holy Spirit is only working here in this place and nowhere else. Of course, the Holy Spirit is working throughout the world, in every corner of the planet where the Word is preached and the sacraments are handed out to the Lord's people. But we are here, and so is the Holy Spirit. We're celebrating a special thing this morning, Charter Member Sunday. It's It is just a chance to give thanks to God for all the families that have been here at this church since the very beginning. And so this last few weeks I was doing a little study in the history of our own congregation. I noted a number of interesting facts. I in fact went and dug out of the vault the minutes. Organization through 1956. The minutes of the East Aurora Mission Society. And the first voters meeting of Hope Lutheran Church and so forth. Here's some interesting facts. 1952, six families from area churches established the East Aurora Mission Society for the purpose of establishing a Lutheran church on the far eastern edge of town. (laughs) Peoria, is this right? Peoria was still a dirt road. And there were farms all around. In the mission society meetings there was there was a lot of discussion about what the name of the church would be now listen to the, March 3rd 1953 it was decided officially voted upon and everything that the name of the new church would be Trinity Lutheran Church but then on March 17th 2 weeks later the name was officially changed to Hope Lutheran Church the minutes show, and I would have loved to have been a fly in the wall in this meeting, the minutes show that Saint, the name St. Marks actually won the first popular vote. But some people said it was too close to St. Matthews up the street. And so Hope was ch- chosen. Uh, the first voters' meeting of Hope Lutheran Church, which was then the official establishment of the congregation, was the 14th of April, 1953. There were at that time 79 communicant members, 142 baptized members, and the average number of people in attendance for the three months from February, March, and April in establishment. The average number of attendance was 103 in the basement of the parsonage. (laughs) The parsonage which the church started was 2361 Kingston, just right up the street. And I heard stories this past week about how how the services were all in the basement. They'd bring chairs in there and a little pump organ. That means that our congregation today is 58 years, one month, and 29 days old today. The total budget, by the way, for the first year operating, (laughs) $8,015. Hope Lutheran had the most members in 1968. 1,213 baptized members. 108 communicants. The number now is right around 310 or 315 baptized. Hope has had over the, over the years, the last 58 years, eight senior pastors. Many of you remember these names. For some of you, these will be the first time that you've heard them. Pastor Walter Malinsky, 1953 to 1958. Pastor Walter Kirk, 1958 to 1973. Pastor Tom Meyer, 1973 to 1979. Pastor Leonard Martin, 1980 to 1990. Pastor Martin died while he was still serving the congregation in 1990. Pastor Gerald Harms, 91 to 95. Pastor Gary Bell, 95 to 99. Pastor Bob Paulson, 2000 to 2004 and Pastor Brian Wolfmuller, 2005, to present, quite literally. (laughs) I, by the way, and this is just an aside, I find this very helpful to remember that I am just the most recent of people to stand in this pulpit, and that you are used to seeing different faces, and that if the Lord would tarry, that this pulpit will be filled with the Lord's law and gospel long after he calls me home. That's a great comfort to me. One more historical note. The original sanctuary is where the Sunday school rooms are now. And that was built in 1953. This sanctuary was built and established and moved into in 1963. There's so much more. Uh, you, and you guys know that. If you're new to the congregation, I would encourage you to have fun in asking some of the old timers. Or uh, The politically correct thing to say is older timers to tell you some of these stories. They are quite marvelous. But pastor, you're thinking, this is all interesting, but what does it have to do with Pentecost? What does it have to do with tongues of fire falling from the sky? Men who wore robes and sandals traveling the world and being thrown into jail for preaching Jesus and all of that. Dear saints, this is Pentecost. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. This is what Jesus is up to. This, this pulpit, this carpet on the ground, these windows that are there, those pews. You, you. Pentecost is not far away. And Pentecost is not long ago. The Holy Spirit builds the church. The Holy Spirit builds this church. The Holy Spirit is where God's Word is preached. It's where baptisms occur. The Holy Spirit is where the body and blood of Jesus is eaten and drunk with faith that believes His promise. The Holy Spirit is wherever sins are forgiven. And that wherever is for us right here. And this, dear saints, is good because because you sin and God knows it. And His answer to your sin is not wrath. His answer to your sin is Jesus on the cross. And His answer to your sin is His church. His church filled with His promise. Your sins are forgiven. This, dear saints, is the work of the Holy Spirit. This is Pentecost. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.